what a wild finish to week one in the National Football League. It is impressive, to say the least, that we are already done with week one, which means there are only 17 weeks to go until the existential dread and horror enters into our lives again that is the offseason. My wife's longing for that day, by the way. She does not like football season. Right, honey? She's here. She knows. We're going to do a recap of the games themselves as well as pointing out what I said would happen and whether or not I was right. Spoiler alert, I've been wrong six times so far this week, but I was right nine. Which nine? You'll find out. So, starting off with the Jaguars and the Colts. I did get this one right. I said that the Jaguars were going to win. I just kind of assumed it would be closer. Um, the Jaguars ended up winning 31-21. to I had stated that it would be 23-17. to It was uh, almost the win that never was because there was a moment there where DeForest Buckner had a 26-yard fumble return and had basically turned the game over on its head heading into the fourth quarter. But two rushing touchdowns, both by Tank Bigsby and Travis Etienne, end up sealing the deal and giving a victory to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, if I remember hearing correctly, the, uh, the Colts have not won a home opener in the last five years. Yikes. The Cleveland Browns played the Cincinnati Bengals. And you might have listened and thought, wow, he picked the Bengals to lose. He's crazy. I was right. I was just wrong about the score. Now, the Bengals did end up losing to Cleveland, but they lost not 23-20. to They lost 24-3. Uh, listen to this stat line here because you have to hear it to believe it. Joe Burrow was 14 of 31 for 82 yards. 82 yards. You heard that right. T. Higgins was targeted eight times and had zero receptions for zero yards. Um, That's a bad day at the office. Cleveland wasn't necessarily a whole lot to write home about themselves. Nick Chubb was his usual self with 18 carries for 106 yards, but Deshaun Watson continues to underwhelm as the quarterback there. 16 of 29 for 154 yards and one touchdown and one interception. Not a great plan. Probably need to get something else going. So far, I'm 2-1 and one because we all know I lost the, the Thursday night game. The Chiefs ended up losing, and I definitely did not see that coming. Texans and Ravens. A couple of things that need to be pointed out about this game that you might not have noticed Number one, C.J. Stroud is probably going to be a very good quarterback in this league. Against a pretty stout Ravens defense, he was 28 of 44 for 242 yards, and the game really didn't get ahead or away from him, I should say, until pretty much midway through the third quarter. Lamar Jackson did not play as well. He was 17 of 22, not a bad stat line there, but only 169 yards and only uh, one interception, no touchdowns on the day. 
He was also their leading rusher with six carries for 38 yards. J.K. Dobbins did score a touchdown in this game, as well as tore his Achilles. He is out for the season. And I hate to say this, though I am not a Ravens fan, you kind of have to ask the question at this point with J.K. Dobbins having, I believe, his third straight injury-ending season. Do the Ravens not know how to condition their players in the running back room? I'm going to say that they don't. I stated this game would be 31 to 10. I wasn't too far off. It ended up being 25 to 9. Off by a total of 7 points. I'll take it. The one that I got scarily close, but just was wrong in the result, was the Raiders and the Broncos. I thought that the Broncos were going to win this game, but in true Russell Wilson fashion, they choked, struggled and allowed the Las Vegas Raiders to score a last-minute touchdown to win the game, 17-16. to Jacoby Myers had a good game, nine receptions, 81 yards, two touchdowns, but that's, that's about it. Garoppolo was 20 of 26, two touchdowns, one interception. Russell Wilson was 27 of 34 for 177 yards and two touchdowns. They won 17 to 16 Raiders over the Broncos. I said it would be Broncos over the Raiders 21-20. Dolphins and Chargers. Dolphins and Chargers. I was so close with this one. I said that I thought it would be a shootout. And I was right. It ended up being a shootout. But I thought I would give the home team the edge. I mean, after all, flying from Miami to San Diego, or Los Angeles, I should say, isn't an easy task. But it was the Dolphins actually eking out a victory 36-34. You might remember I had said the final score would be 38-35. Not a terrible day for Justin Herbert, who was 23 of 33 for 228 yards and a touchdown, but the day did belong to Tua Tungvaloa. 28 of 45 for 466 yards. Yes, you heard that correctly. Three touchdowns, one interception, no concussions. Great day. Tyreek Hill had 11 receptions for 215 yards and two touchdowns, and Austin Eckler proved that running backs do deserve to get paid. 16 carries, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Incredible. As the Dolphins would win 36-34 while I had them losing 38-35. Eagles and Patriots. This was a close game. I was off by two total points as what the final score would be. I thought it would be a seven-point game. Ended up being a five-point game. But I did get that the Eagles would win. Jalen Hurts, 22 of 33, 170 yards and one touchdown. There's been a lot of that this week if you've been noticing. Mac Jones Ended up having a monster day, 35 of 54 for 316 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. I think the thing that I would want you to take away from this game is the Eagles didn't play their best football and still dominated this game, though the final score would indicate that they didn't. Eagles 25, Patriots 20. Now, 
the Cardinals and Commanders. I was right about who would win, but so wrong about how many points would be scored. Uh, I thought a total of 38 points would be scored. Ended up being a total of 36 points, but it was only a four-point victory for the Washington Commanders thanks to a massive fumble recovery for a touchdown by Cameron Thomas. And basically the commanders playing with their food a little bit. If they're not careful, they're going to be one of those teams that falls behind when they have to play against the likes of the Eagles and the Cowboys because they won't be able to keep up. Commanders over the Cardinals, 20-16. to 16. Now, Falcons and Panthers. This was a big game. I was fairly close about the score. I was off by a total of three points both ways. I guess six points, I should say, total. I said it would be 21-7. to Falcons over the Panthers ended up being 24-10. to A couple of takeaways here. Brian Robinson for the, car, or the Commanders is a great running back, but B. John Robinson is the running back. First NFL action, basically kind of thrown in. They didn't act like they were going to play him much. Ended up having a monster day. 10 carries, 56 yards, 6 catches, 27 yards. And one touchdown. Panthers lose 24 to 10. The Minnesota Vikings did not blow out the Buccaneers. Uh, I'm I'm very disappointed to say that the Buccaneers might actually be a great team or the Vikings might be a terrible team. Nonetheless, the Buccaneers win 20 to 17. Baker Mayfield actually taking care of the football, throwing two touchdowns and no interceptions. Whereas Kirk Cousins had the yardage by far by that day, but still threw an interception that ended up being a very costly one. Buccaneers over the Vikings, 20-17. Titans and Saints. Right team, wrong score. I had the Saints over the Titans, 20-17, and it did end up being the Saints over the Titans, but it was a one-point game, a 16-15 you know, eventual final score. And let me just point this out. Malik Willis and or Will Levis will be starting by week five. If this is the product that Ryan Tannehill is going to come out and produce, 16 of 34, 198 and three interceptions, there's no way he starts past week five. There's no way. But I digress. Seahawks and Rams. I am flabbergasted. Uh, And I don't use that word a lot. I thought that the Rams would lose this game, but they came out with something to prove, and they end up winning 30-13. to Geno Smith has 112 total yards uh, and a touchdown. Matthew Stafford was 24-38 for 334 yards, and they win 30-13. Green Bay Packers. Don't look now, but they might have done it again. Jordan Love comes out 15 of 27 for 245 yards, three touchdowns, well on his way to potentially buying the rights from Aaron Rodgers over the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields is a man without a plan. They don't have a game plan. They don't have anything figured out, and it's showing. They lose 38 to 20. Now... The Cowboys and Giants played 
earlier tonight, and it wasn't even a contest. Uh, it was over by the time the first touchdown was scored on a blocked field goal where Noah Igbenogany managed to run it all the way back for six. They ended up winning 40 to nothing in Dallas over the Giants. Daniel Jones looked terrible. Dak Prescott didn't look great, but it was a defensive slugfest. They were getting a lot of defensive touchdowns, and that ended up sealing the deal. I did correctly predict that the Dallas Cowboys would win, but I saved my worst prediction for the last. Look, I'm a homer. You really don't have to doubt that, I guess, because I genuinely thought the Steelers were going to come out and be better prepared for the 49ers. I had them winning 24-21. Um, they lost 30-7. to Brock Purdy was 19 of 29 for 220 yards, two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, he had 22 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown. And here's what I want to say about this game. There's two thoughts. Number one, Desmond King, you cannot start fast enough over Levi Wallace. What a joke. And number two, why are you expecting your second-year quarterback to win a game against the number one defense. Why were we not trying to run the ball more? Let, let, me, let me just pull up the statistics here and let you see this for yourself. Because at one point, a graphic came on the screen that I, I couldn't believe. But it stated that the San Francisco 49ers had 199 yards of offense to the Steelers' one. You heard that correct. They outgained us in that point of the game by 198 yards. We didn't even have more than one. Kenny Pickett threw the ball 46 times. Some of that was necessary because at a certain point, the game was kind of out of reach and we were trying to just throw our way back into it. But we only ran the ball 10 times for 41 yards. I... I, I don't understand. This is supposed to be Najee Harris's big contract year. We've got Jalen Warren that we believe in so much, and they combined, they combined, guys, for a total. I've lost my place here. Of nine carries. Wow, that's so scary and frightening. Give me a joke. Well, give me a break. What they did today was a joke. A couple of news and notes from around the league. Jack Conklin projected to be out for the rest of the season with a significant knee injury, among other injuries you mentioned, or we mentioned earlier about J.K. Dobbins. And let's see here. Jerry Judy, of course, did not play today, and there's going to probably be concern as to what will happen with him. you got to ask the question, would he have really made a difference today, yes or no? A couple of things I want to say as we close this episode out. I still have my prediction, 28-14, Bills over the Jets. But I'm going to change the final score. I liked what I saw today from the essential shootout that we got the only one that we got I'm going to say it's another shootout tonight I'm going to say the Bills over the Jets 38 
34. Bills over the Jets, 38-34. I have the Bills scoring 10 more points, the Jets scoring 20 more points. 38-34. Now, looking ahead, a couple of the things that happened, we have to ask the question, what's going to take place? Are the Bengals really going to be done the rest of the year? No, they'll bounce back, I believe. Are the Rams and the Giants, or the Rams and the Buccaneers, I should say, are they for real? I think one of them could be, but I'm not sure about the other. And I'm going to save who that might be for later. Are the Giants and Seahawks pretenders of last year? Were they really just lucky to be where they were? Are the Commanders actually going to be able to defensively stop teams that have better quarterback play than Josh Dobbs? My brain hurts. When will the Chargers fire their quarterback or their their head coach? It's enough, isn't it? Aren't you sick of watching the Chargers lose close games at the very end? It's all they do. (sighs) What's the status of Anthony Richardson and that shoulder injury he sustained toward the end? The Steelers lost four players during the game today with injuries. Are they going to be lingering? Or will they be able to be ready for Monday Night Football against the Cleveland Browns? These are all questions we won't be able to answer until later in the week. Some of them later in the season. But isn't it great to have NFL football back? Tune in tomorrow. And until then, take care. Take care.